0: Talk of the Town on AM 590, Magic 590, also on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome the mayor of Albany, Kathy Sheehan. And we begin, as we usually do, with constituent questions. Question one, why are the lights on? Constituent writes, I drive by Lincoln Park late at night, and I've seen that the lights are on there. Given the financial state of the city right now, shouldn't these lights be turned off late at night?
1: Well, you know, we are constantly looking, particularly in our parks, at lighting because oftentimes we get requests from neighbors to leave lights on for public safety reasons. So we really work very closely with the police department with the Department of General Services to determine when lights should be on and when they should be off. I recently was uh, buying dog food. We have a new dog in the Sheehan house. Um,
0: Really? You bought a new dog?
1: Well, we rescued a dog from uh, the Humane Society. My son, I should say, has a new dog. We've placed him in full responsibility of it. But I was buying dog food and somebody said to me that there were um, too many lights that were out at Lincoln Park. So Lincoln Park is actually an area that we're focused on right now. But we really sometimes balance, um, public safety concerns, having places be lit, Um, versus, you know, the expense of having those lights on. But it is something that we are looking at. We also have an energy manager who's looking at all of our energy costs, Mm -hmm. and we're looking at converting to more efficient and cost-effective lighting. Um, A lot of things that are going on in that arena in the city at this point.
0: Well, I know that the lights bother people. A person very close to me, you know, frequently, not so much about a park. I can really see the security situation in a park. But, you know, when you pass by a company or a public building, Building with all the lights on in the middle of the night.
1: That's right and I think when you look at the technology that's available today to turn those lights off automatically one of the things that we're really interested in looking at and I have to thank uh, Gary McCarthy the the mayor of Schenectady for this is um, smart lights where they can actually detect whether a car is parked under the light at which point the light brightens or if there's no car under a street light um, the light dims so there's a Mm. lot of really interesting technology out there. And it's something that we together with Schenectady and other cities in the region are looking at together because it is really the the next generation of, of where we're going.
0: Well, his city used to light the world or still lights the world to some extent. That's but right. Anyway. That's right. All right. Question two from the constituents getting a city job. This is really pretty specific. Quote, I am looking for full time employment with the city. I filled out an application with Human Resources a couple of weeks ago for a custodial position at the police department. Can you let me know whether they reviewed the application yet? Are there other custodial jobs available?
1: Well, this is the type of request that we send right up to our personnel office. They are responsible for um, all of the city's hirings uh, in all of the departments in the city. And so that is the central clearinghouse. They make sure that we're being compliant with civil service law um, and with civil service requirements. And anybody who's interested in working for the city can go to albanyny.gov. That's our website and in the how do i section there's a link right there to how do i apply for a job opportunity and it walks you through what those opportunities are and we ask people to be patient it takes um, time for us to process any open position um, but anybody who is applying should be hearing from the city um, you know ideally within three weeks of making that application Um, sometimes it takes us longer than that to fill a position and so if a person was not the successful candidate it might take a little bit longer
0: Okay, send in your questions uh, to Ask Kathy with the K at AlbanyNY.gov. Before we move on to the questions from the news, what's the dog's name?
1: Uh, my son has named his dog Odell after Odell Beckham Jr. because he wants him to be able to catch as well as Odell does. I see. Okay,
0: <laughs> Odell, the new pet at the uh, Sheehan household. All right. In the in the news, Governor Cuomo last week announced that he's put. $12.5 million into his budget proposal, extra state aid for the city of Albany, that the city needs to balance its budget. What's your reaction to what the governor did?
1: Well, it's it's something that we have asked for and advocated for, and clearly we are grateful that the governor has recognized this immediate need that the city had for 2016. Um, the uh, language associated with that talks about the city working with the state on a multi-year plan that would demonstrate that we don't have future need for additional aid. Um, I think that that's an ambitious goal, but we certainly are going to be working on a multi-year plan. We have a multi-year plan that we've created. That multi-year plan assumes the continuation of the $12.5 million. but uh, you know, we've worked with the Financial Restructuring Board members, we've worked with the State Budget Office, and I can certainly understand the Governor's desire to to ensure that municipalities are being effective efficient with uh, tax resources and moving towards a pathway to a sustainable city budget
0: but basically he's he's not going along with a multi-year plan or at least not yet
1: well he's requiring that we um, create a multi-year plan in collaboration with the state um, which we will be doing this year and uh, you know we have had open books to the state since i became the mayor and i believe that Having those open books demonstrated the need for this twelve and a half million. Uh, you know, when I've been asked, you know, are you uh, pleased that it's a spin up? You know, I, you know, I can't say pleased. I'm pleased that we have this funding for 2016. We need to do more work to demonstrate how we're going to balance. The um, amount of tax exempt property in the city, the fact that we get Mm. so much less um, aid to municipalities than other cities, even much smaller cities across upstate New York, and how we're going to make sure that we're providing excellent public safety and, and other services for the people who come here. To work every day.
0: Now the idea of the spin-up is, is this, isn't this how this is actually working? That they're supposedly taking money from the future and applying it to Albany now. So maybe that money, uh, unless something changes, won't be there in the future. I mean, some years from now.
1: Well, that's right. And I think that that's the, uh, you know, I would, I would uh, really think that it would be uh, a, a critical opportunity for us um, with a governor who I think really understands the importance of making sure that we are using efficiencies and working together, finding opportunities for collaboration, but also that we're investing in our cities and that we are places that are going to drive economic development for us to work together in the capital city to say what is the right um, uh, balance in the capital city for our largest property owner, um and for the city budget and how we're going to put police officers and firefighters on the street
0: you've uh, and that,
1: you know and that's the work that we need to do
0: you've uh, made some changes uh, in in your staff and among them is that rachel mckenney uh, has been named budget director former state official uh, with the workers compensation board previously advisor to u.s senator kirsten Gillibrand. i imagine she'll be kind of busy now with this
1: Well, she will be busy. And, you know, this is really in recognition now that I'm, you know, a little more than two years into the office. um, I was concerned when I first uh, became mayor about the technical side of budgeting. Um, We've got great technical people in city government. We in the departments have people who know how to put together a budget. They know um, and understand Uh, what we need to do when we've got challenges with that budget and looking at other ways of doing things. But ultimately, the budget is a policy document. And Rachel has the leadership to ensure that the policy behind the budget, what we say we want to accomplish, both the mayor's office and the common council when they weigh in on the budget, um, that those policies are being seen through and being implemented. And she has a great skill set to do that, and I'm really looking forward to her contribution to the city.
0: One more thing on the budget. A Cuomo administration official told the media the state anticipates future revenue to help the city of Albany balance its budget will be derived at least in part from private development near or on the east side of the Harriman state office campus, these private firms would make payments to the city in lieu of taxes. Will this funding stream be enough to close the city budget gap?
1: Well, you know, that's the great thing about open books is that we um, can work with the state to look at how much um, of that tax revenue is being offset by the new development. And the state anticipates us entering into payment in lieu of tax agreements uh, with the companies that would locate there. And so, you know, we will know what that funding stream is. And we're committed to looking at that dollar basis.
0: The question about people and the city How did the city and the city's homeless people fare during the recent uh, round of cold weather?
1: Boy, it was just brutally cold. And we have Code Blue here in the city. Um, which uh, allows the different places that take in homeless people to relax some of their rules. Um, and so it, that that process worked, um, and we're really fortunate that we have so many service providers in the city who were able to provide shelter during, during that brutally cold, uh, you know, Two days, three days there where it was just viciously cold here. This
0: is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also on 100.5 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Uh, turning now to uh, a topic that ha- has been uh, out and about for some time the Albany High School Reconstruction Project. There have been two votes on this. Most recently, uh, the measure passed by around a 190 vote margin, but there were many problems at the polling places. Albany County Executive Dan McCoy has called for another vote, another redo on this project. Some citizens are going to the State Education Department asking the state to overturn the vote. You've called for a state investigation. Why not a do-over?
1: Well, I think that it's really premature to do that, and I have tremendous respect for County Executive McCoy. But there is a process here. There's an appeal process this is an election that is governed not by our regular election law, but by the Board of Education and uh, the regulations that apply to school boards. Uh, so I think it's very important that they look at this election, and, and I think that that is what uh, the, the folks that have aligned themselves with um, uh, the comptroller, uh, the county comptroller, are doing to review this. Uh, I think for the same board that really um, led to what was uh, a very you know, certainly not an ideal election. Um, with people showing up, not having enough ballots printed, polling places not opening up in time, all of those allegations, I I would like to see an independent body take a look at this and determine whether or not the vote needs to be set aside. And if it is set aside, what happens next? Because there are also rules about how Mm -hmm. often you can put a proposal like this in front of voters. So if it is rejected twice, it can't be placed in front of voters, as I understand it and has been explained to me, for I believe another year, and so if the setting aside is a rejection, um, does that then preclude a revote? So these are there are rules and regulations that apply to this. What I have said, and what Assembly Member Pat Fahey he has said, is let the Department of Education step in and apply those rules and regulations in a way that is consistent and that takes into consideration all of the facts surrounding the vote.
0: I'm sure we'll be visiting this story in the future. While we're on the topic of education, a couple of Albany teenagers—hope I'm pronouncing this their names correctly—Lee Ray and Ramane McDuffie, Lee Ray Ramane McDuffie, uh, were out at the Grammys this past week. Uh, they won a song contest for a song that uh, they had written that you know advocates for uh, fighting against uh, drugs and other un. Uh, or other bad influences on on young people. So they got to go to the Grammys. They hobnobbed with the uh, celebrities. Um, McDuffie is about to turn 14. He lives in the city's south end. Ray is 15. He's one of Albany's Burmese immigrants, moved to uh, Albany uh, like six years ago. Uh, They won uh, the Grammy Foundation Music Cares contest for their song Fight, Um, and they've put out a new song on uh, Facebook, even as we speak, called Sweet Candy. Apparently, they didn't get enough money from uh, this uh, song contest for the whole trip, so they've been raising funds on uh, one of those uh, crowdfunding things. Kind of a neat story.
1: It's a great story, and it's just, you know, it's an example of... The phenomenal kids that we have here in the city of Albany. They are creative, they are intelligent, they are tenacious, uh, you know, and I think that it, this is a wonderful story coming out of one of our middle schools. And I see it across the city. When I visit our elementary schools, when I visit the middle schools and the high school, um, we have some really creative, talented kids in the city, um, and I think it's wonderful when we're able to celebrate a win like this. And they've they've really made made the city proud.
0: Very indeed. Um, back to a story in the in the news this week: a state supreme court judge has ruled that the City Board of Zoning Appeals used an overly broad definition of house of worship when approving plans for an organization called Family Promise to use the parsonage of Bethany Reform Church, which is on New Scotland Avenue, to provide homeless families daytime services, child care, access to computers, counseling, and so forth. A conservative activist, Joseph Sullivan, went to court, though, saying that such a use for the building could hurt property values and made the argument that it was an overly broad definition of house of worship, and the court agreed on that. Advocates for family promise say the ruling could impact other religious congregations that make their meeting rooms available for social uh, programs, everything ranging, I think, from Weight Watchers to Alcoholics Anonymous to all kinds of things like that. Do you have any comment on this uh, developing legal issue in the city?
1: Well, it is a legal issue, and we are looking at the decision and the impact of the decision and what we're going to be doing next. Um, you know, there is a very broad federal protection for this type of activity, um, and the city certainly is not looking to um, g- become embroiled in uh, in any sort of litigation uh, that would, uh, I think, call into question our support for that federal litigate, federal legislation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, it is something that we now have to go back and look at um, and look at what our legal options are, including the option to appeal this decision.
0: Your Chief of Staff, Matthew Peter, is uh, to become Executive Director of the City Parking Authority. What will he bring to that job?
1: Well, you know, Matt has been working very closely with the Parking Authority. As you may recall, in 2015 we transitioned our parking enforcement over to the parking authority and Matt has been integral in that um, in that process um, which is really an ongoing process you know this was the first year that we did it There were a number of um, issues that arose that we've had to work through and that Matt has taken a real leadership position in in bringing through. And the other thing that Matt has been very involved in in the administration is economic development. And one of the biggest challenges associated with economic development is parking. Um, When employers are looking to come downtown, that's often the first question that they ask. And so uh, Matt brings his uh, economic development experience as well. To, that, uh, to the parking authority, and we think it's an exciting time. There's some interesting legislation that we are supporting that is uh, on the docket for this session of the state um, I- state legislature that would allow um, for special types of parking meters um, that could then issue tickets if somebody's overtime at the meter. And so we think that there's some legislation out there that would then open up some Possibilities for revenue streams, both for the city and for the parking authority. Um, and again, Matt's integral understanding of the city's fiscal challenges, um, as well as his economic development experience, I think, are going to be well suited to his leadership at the parking authority.
0: Somebody might be driving around right now trying to find a parking place in Albany. I mean, what is the what, when you know when the, the people when they want to relocate, there, ask about parking. What, how is the parking in Albany?
1: Well, you know, there is actually plenty of parking in albany and people always roll their eyes when i say yeah. that it's having parking in the places where people want it exactly. so you know there is a culture here of people expecting to park right in front of the building where you know they are going to do business so part of that is also creating um a sense of walkability and uh, where, how you can get from a parking garage to where you want to be, what the options are. And with this new technology, there are apps that you can download that will tell you exactly how many spots are available on a particular street at the time that you are arriving, um, for example, on State Street. And if there are no spots available, it will direct you to the closest spot. So there's really interesting technology and things happening. We hope that... um, We are successful in getting some new legislation through at the state level that will help to facilitate uh, us being able to adopt this technology.
0: When I I used to do a similar kind of program up in Amsterdam, we did a feature that people really liked up there called inside city hall and this is a question that's inside city hall matthew peter was your chief of staff is there a new chief of staff
1: well we're really looking at the role that he played because um, he brought a very uh, unique skill set and so um, there are some people within city hall already who uh, i I know can step up and do important parts of that job and then we're also looking at other parts of the job and figuring out where those uh, pieces may land
0: You recently spoke to a group of young professionals. Actually, this goes back a a couple of weeks on getting more of them, the young professionals, to live in the city. How is that going?
1: Well, you know, it was really a great opportunity to talk about the future of the city, the future of the region. And we are seeing more and more young people choosing to come here. This is an attractive cost of living. There is a lot of creativity that is happening here. We have a very large And um, an active, creative economy. And then you add to that the tech economy with what's going on at the uh, SUNY Poly um, and the Zen building and the global foundries. So, you know, this is really, you know, I was just uh, reading about a company that's been around for a little while. Uh, that's in Troy that uses uh, mushrooms to create <laughs> really? uh, packing materials. Uh-huh. And I know that at one time they were looking at it as an insulation material. So, you know, these are the types of creative businesses that are really attracting young professionals, and they're critically important to the economy. Yes, we need to make sure that we're looking at all of our neighborhoods in the city of Albany and um, providing opportunity in every neighborhood, but we need to have that balance. We need to also be a place that people are choosing to come because that's how we create new jobs and opportunities for everyone.
0: A couple of uh, points from out and about in Albany. You recently were with a group called Grassroots Giving. What do they do?
1: Well, Grassroots Givers is set up at the um, GWU, which is the former YMCA on Washington Avenue, and they are an incredible organization that provides all kinds of, whether it's clothing, household items, books, to families that are in transition, to people that are in transition. So people who maybe are coming out of homelessness and into their first apartment, somebody who may be coming out of drug treatment and getting into um, a, a, a new apartment. Um, and they are really coordinating all of the you know philanthropic desires that people have you know where can i drop off this furniture where where can i donate this really this clothing that's in really good condition and they have created a place where people can shop and i put that in quotes mm-hmm. because everything is is free but they can they can select items in dignity um, and they also are have these wonderful books that they've um, created these little book houses outside of Each of our uh, schools in the city and other places, it's a book exchange and it's always full of books. And Mm -hmm. if you want to stop, you can get if you want to donate, you can give a free book.
0: Very good. What is the cash coalition? I believe this has to do with getting your taxes done.
1: Well, it's about more than getting your taxes done, but taxes is a great time of year to talk about it. We are a cash coalition city, and cash is about helping people to build assets and savings and create hope. And it is about more than just – while it is about – preparing people's taxes if you make less than fifty four thousand dollars a year and meet certain family thresholds you can have your taxes prepared for you for free and there are far too many people that are being taken advantage of by tax preparation firms that charge fees for services that can be provided for fee for free, and the, these tax services also make sure that people are getting their full refund and their full earned income tax credit that is due to them, and then it works with them. Works they work with people on what to do with that refund. Um, many people need it to pay the bills, but is there some that you can set aside to start saving for the future? And so it's really about a holistic approach to creating hope for families, particularly in our low-income neighborhoods.